Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, what's up? It's Savannah. Welcome back to another episode of My Thoughts Exactly. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am so, so happy that you are here. Happy Thursday, you guys. I hope you've been having a great week so far. We are officially, officially, I know we've been talking about it for about a month now, but we are officially in the fall season. September 23rd was the first day of fall. And yes, I know that. And no, I'm not proud of it. But anyways, I hope you guys have been having a great week so far. I am very excited about today's episode because this is one that I have been wanting to make for quite some time. However, I've always been a little bit hesitant on doing so for several reasons. The first reason, well, before I even get there, I think that I should, you know, preface that with saying that as you can tell by the title, Today, we are talking about my health and wellness and fitness journey, my tips, my tricks, my experience with it all. And I have been hesitant to share this for quite some time, like I said, for a multitude of reasons. The first one being, I am in no way, shape, or form someone who I would consider a fitness like influencer. I hate the word influencer, but like fitness influencer or a wellness influencer like that's just not me I feel like I am the most average 26 year old girl out there so because of that I don't necessarily feel like I have the qualifications sometimes to come on here and talk to you about things relating to my health and wellness journey however I've started to kind of dabble with the thought a little bit more and I realized that maybe this would be good to just give my perspective from the perspective of just like an average 26 year old who's not like super headfirst into the health and fitness community and someone who's more so just very much, you know, finding what works for them. And by them, I mean me, um, finding what works for myself and just going with that and really going through the challenges, but also triumphs that I've experienced since kind of alternating my lifestyle to being healthier just overall. So that's kind of why I wanted to talk to you guys about it today. I also gave you guys the option of like three other things on Instagram and you guys, this one won like hands down. So I was like, all right, we're just going to talk about it. Um, The first thing that I want to say again, like I mentioned, I am not a doctor, obviously. My journey, my experience may be vastly different from yours. I am not sitting here trying to preach to you anything. I am not sitting here telling you this is what you have to do. Obviously, do whatever makes you feel the happiest. I am just here sharing my story with like my health and fitness and what I've learned along the way. That way I can relay that to you and hopefully help you if that's something that you're interested in. So that is what we were talking about today. But again, take everything with a grain of salt. I'm not a doctor. I'm just a girl with a podcast. 
Okay, that's all it is. And secondly, I also want to just put a little bit of a trigger warning on this just because I am going to talk about my personal journey um, with health and fitness and wellness and all of those things. And along with that comes some talk of EDs. And so I just want to be very mindful of that going into this, that if this is not something that you want to sit through, if this isn't something that triggers you in any way, click off. I will see you in the next one. And it's all good. So with all of those disclaimers being said, let's jump right on into it today. So I want to start off with my personal health journey and what that has looked like over the years. So for me personally, I have always been someone who has heavily fluctuated throughout their life in terms of weight. I have been overweight. I have been underweight. I have gone from constantly working out to not working out at all, caring too much about what I eat to caring not enough about what I eat. I have been all over the map in terms of fitness and health and wellness. And just to give you a little bit of a backstory and a little bit of a family history, I came from a family that is very much health conscious. You know, my dad and my brother to this day work out every single day. It is just, it's ingrained in them at this point. They are taking all of the supplements or not my dad, but I know my brother specifically, all of the supplements, all of the stuff, you know, all of it. That's just, it's what they do. It's their passion. Now my mom, not so much, but she definitely was also very health and still is very health conscious. She, we used to call it like her witch's cabinet because she always used to have all these potions and little things when in reality it was just supplements, but she had a cabinet full of supplements and vitamins in the house. And so I grew up in a very health conscious family and I feel very grateful for that because I wouldn't necessarily consider my mom like an almond mom or anything like that. If you know, you know, but I definitely grew up in a family that was conscious about health, wanting to eat things that were, you know, nutrient rich and, you know, just very conscious of it overall. Being active was important, you know, it was just a very prominent thing in my family. But for me in particular, I've kind of always felt like a little bit of a black sheep when it came to my family because, you know, just to give you a little bit of a family tree history, I have two older sisters and my older sisters are my half sisters. They're sisters from my dad's side. And growing up, I've always looked to them. They've always been role models to me growing up. And, you know, they are just from a physical stature standpoint, they are 5'5 five five and very, very thin. And for me, you know, not having quite the same completion of genes as they do, like DNA and stuff like that, you know, I have my mom's side of the family, which is different from their mom's side of the family. I definitely got my mom's side when it comes to, you know, my physical appearance, because again, they were 5'5, five five, very thin. I am 5'7 and a quarter, round that up 5'8. I am I'm definitely curvier when you look at me. I have bigger hips. I have bigger thighs. Like I have, you know, that's the type of body shape that I'm working with, more of like that hourglass. And while I've definitely learned to love that, growing up, it was hard because I was looking at my sisters who did not look like me. And that was something that I had to really grasp. And that was a little bit of a challenge when it came to my self-love journey and self-acceptance journey of my body. But what I had to learn is that my body is never going to look like theirs, right? So like I was never going to look like them. No matter how hard I tried, my hips were going to be wider. You know, it just was not going to be the same. But what I've learned through that is that that is okay, you know, and we'll get to that in a minute. But, you know, I think because I was so hyper-focused on looking like my sisters, looking like them, like having the same appearance that they did, because it was, to me, it was like this, and it's not funny, but like it kind of is looking back because it was like, which one of these things does not belong? You know, when you like look at a picture and they're like, which one of these things does not belong? I felt like the one that did not belong. And so I was constantly trying to find ways that I could make myself look like them, make myself thinner, make myself, because I thought that it was going to change the entire bone 
structure of my body, which was just not true. So that was something that I, you know, dealt with growing up and definitely dealt with in the past couple of years too. Something also that really affected my health and wellness journey is my ED. And I'm not going to get into this too much just because I've gone into it in depth in a video in the past. Um, but this was something that I experienced throughout my high school career. Um, I have recovered from it since then. But to me, it was very control focused and control based. I went to several different high schools. I went to four in total. And during two of those, I would, you know, constantly eat in the bathroom because I had no friends. And um, through doing that, I actually grew to be uncomfortable to eat in front of other people. And that became, you know, a subconscious thing. I just would not eat over time. That's just how it worked. Again, I'm not going to get too much into it. You can go back and look at that other video if you want. It was like from five years ago, but it's still up there. That was definitely something that I had to work through as well. And I did. I did work through it. And after working through that, my health goals definitely came in waves. And that was because I was always so afraid of getting back to that mental point of where I was when I did have that ED. So like I didn't ever want to get too far on one side of the spectrum to where I would, you know, go back to that bad place mentally. So it definitely came in waves. Sometimes I would hyper focus on health and wellness. Sometimes I would not focus on it at all. And I had to learn that there is a middle ground. I am definitely someone who, you know, has learned over time that not everything has to be done in extremities. Like not everything has to be either like on opposite sides of the spectrum like there is a middle ground to a lot of things and that is something that has been what I have discovered through specifically this health and wellness journey that's been a very big thing is that there is a middle ground to all of this and we can find that now that kind of roller coaster behavior that I was doing where I would be, you know, totally on one side of the spectrum and then totally on the opposite really forced me to do a lot of introspective work on myself to realize what I was doing. You know, I was going on these fad diets and juice cleanses and again, like rapid diets for a week or three days or in fasting. Like I was doing all of these things for very short periods of time and I would get that immediate result, but it wasn't long lasting. It wasn't long term. So I would do it, I would get the result, and then I'd go back to, you know, the bad eating and the not taking care of myself, the constant drinking. And then once I felt like I needed to do it again, I would do it again and then go back into that bad cycle of not taking care of myself again. So that was the cycle that we were working with. And again, I needed to realize like there is a middle ground to all of this. And that is when I learned that and it's something that you hear very often from a lot of people that the health and fitness journey is a lifestyle. It is a lifestyle change that you make. Turning it into a lifestyle change means it's not a one day diet or a few day fast. It is transforming the lifestyle to fit your goals and it is long term. And once I came to terms with this and processed it, it made this whole journey a whole lot easier because it allowed me to find that middle ground. I didn't have to be on each side of the extremity. You know, I didn't have to be totally, you know, losing my mind and feeling miserable because I wasn't eating and I was dieting and I just, you know, some, and sometimes that works for people. I'm not saying it doesn't, you know, everyone's body processes and does things differently, but I was doing it in an unhealthy way. So that's what I don't recommend. And, you know, for me finding that it could be a whole lifestyle change that in turn would make me feel better. You know, I wasn't doing anything that was harming myself. Like I wasn't, this was a positive change that I was going to be making. It was a lifestyle style change. And in turn, this lifestyle change improved not only my physical health, but my mental health as well. And that is honestly something that has been such an amazing journey to see. And I am going to tell you today some of the mindset switches that I made to help this lifestyle change be a little bit easier. So I'm going to tell you some of the mindset things as well as some of the physical things that I've been doing. So when it comes to the mindsets, this was something that honestly, you know, they always say like, 
when it comes to working out, like 50% of it is just getting yourself to go and do it. Like 50% of the battle is just getting up and going and doing it. And that was something that I really had to ingrain in my brain. Like when I would sit there and I would make excuses as to why I couldn't go. Oh, I'll start Monday. You know, I'll do all these things. I finally had to look at myself and be like, I just got to go. Like, what am I doing? Because a lot of what I was doing is convincing myself that I could not achieve where I wanted to be in my goals. And that was very damaging. That was a very damaging mindset to have because if you're already setting yourself up for negativity, you're already putting yourself in a negative mind space, you're not going to be able to accomplish your goals because there's going to be a mental block. And once you break down that barrier, it's going to make it a lot easier to reach those goals. And again, a lot of times, I think a lot of people are guilty of this. I know I'm not the only one. We sit there and we convince ourselves that we can't do it, that we can't achieve this for whatever reason. Our fitness goals, our you know wellness goals are too out there. They're too far out of reach for us to ever be able to achieve them. And I just quite frankly think that that is bullshit. I think that it's very easy to tell ourselves that and it's almost easier to like hide behind that. Like when we are scared to start or we're apprehensive or we're trying to make excuses, it's easy to hide behind this idea of, you know, it's unachievable. It's unachievable, so why would I even start? And once you take away that mindset and move away that barrier, those goals are a lot, you know, they're a lot more feasible to achieve than you think that they are. So that was one of the big things that I had to change in my mindset of instead of saying to myself that I can't do it, I started saying to myself like, why not? Why can't I do it? And then I'd be like, no, I can do it. Like these are things that I can do. I'm showing up for myself. That was such a big thing for me, being able to show up for myself and work on achieving these goals for myself was a huge, huge thing, not only in the lifestyle journey and the lifestyle change that we were doing, but also just in the self-love journey, you know, like being able to show up for myself and be like, you know what, I'm going to do this because even though, you know, I don't want to be here, I don't want to go to the gym, I don't want to work out, I don't want to go on a walk, I don't want to do whatever it was, I'm going to do it because I love myself and I want to fuel my body in the best way that I know how to. So that was a really, really big thing for me. And another big thing when it came to the excuses factor, and I think we are all guilty of this as well, is the waiting the waiting game. It's like the waiting for someday, you know, waiting for Monday. Oh, I'll start Monday. Oh, okay, never mind. I'm going to start Friday. Oh, Friday came, the weekend rolled around. I'm hungover. I'm tired. I'm sleepy. I don't, why would I want to go to the gym on the weekend? And then you're like, I'll just start Monday. And it's a cycle because here we are again, hiding behind this barrier and this roadblock that we have, because for whatever reason, we are apprehensive about achieving our goals. And once you remove that, achieving those goals is going to be so much much more attainable than you realize. So that's another thing. Stop waiting for someday. Stop waiting for Monday. Stop waiting for Friday. Stop waiting for someday because someday is today. And if you start your goals now, if you start now, do you realize how much further along you'll be than if you start in two weeks or in a month? Like those little things make a big difference in the end. So do yourself a favor and just start, you know, pick a day and stick to it and show up for yourself. Here's another thing that was really big in the mental aspect and the psychological aspect of it for me personally. And I think my type A people out there will very much understand this. You know, there are certain things in life that you can change and some that you cannot, obviously. And as we've said it before, it is no secret here. Hi, my name is Savannah and I am a control freak. Okay, the next thing that really helped me from a psychological standpoint, from a mindset standpoint, is understanding that there are certain things in life that you can change and certain things in life that you cannot. Obviously, there are certain things in life that we can control, certain things in life that we cannot. But luckily, your health and wellness journey is one of the things in your life that you do have control over, you know, when it comes to the day to day, when it comes to how you choose to show up for yourself in that way, whether that's going to the gym, taking a class, going for a walk, you know, eating healthier, those are things that you do have control over 
over. And again, for my type A people, this is for you. You know, this was something that was very healing for me, honestly, because as I mentioned in the beginning, a lot of my ED was focused on control. And so when I could kind of switch that mindset from doing something that was harmful to myself to actually taking that, you know, need for control and putting it into something that was for the, the betterment of myself, that was huge. And again, very healing. So just understand that this is something that you can control in your life. Now, the biggest thing when it comes to the mental and psychological reminders of this whole lifestyle journey is the consistency and the self-discipline. Consistency is probably even bigger than the self-discipline one because if you continue to show up for yourself every day, it is going to become a habit. You know, over time, showing up for yourself every single day, they say it takes, what, 21 days to form a habit? You show up for yourself in this way every single day for those 21 days, it is going to start becoming a habit for you. And because of that, when you start showing up for yourself, when you start having that self-discipline, when you start having that consistency, consistency that parallels with confidence and high self-esteem, high self-worth, high value. Because when you're choosing to show up for yourself every day, you are showing yourself that you value yourself. You are showing yourself that you are important to yourself, which in turn is going to boost your confidence. So this all connects. It all We're connecting the dots here. Everything connects. And when you are being consistent and you gain that confidence, you're going to have a higher sense of self-worth and respect for yourself when you start choosing yourself. And over time, it is going to be a mental shift that you are really going to be able to feel. And again, I think it's easy to hide behind excuses. It's easy to hide. And I don't mean to be harsh when I say that. Like, I know everyone's got a life. I know everyone's got things going on. We have work. We have school. A lot of us have kids, not me, but some of you do. And, you know, there's just things. Life catches up with you and it's okay to prioritize yourself in this way. You know, we talk a lot about being able to have me time, being able to, you know, have time for yourself and really do self-care and things like that. This falls into that category. You know, being able to take that time for yourself to show up for yourself, this all falls into the category of self-care. We always talk about it and I know that life gets in the way and no, it might not be as relaxing as a freaking face mask, but like it's still a sense of self-care and showing up for yourself and mentally it will help you so much. And I'm not saying, you know, you have to go to the gym, you know, you have to pay for a membership because I know a lot of us don't want to do that, but there are ways that you can do that and you can, you know, show up for yourself and work on your fitness goals without having to actually go to a gym if that's not what you want to do, which we will get into in a second. So bookmark that thought. Okay. So that is a lot of the mental practices that I tell myself, but now I want to get on to the physical and what I do for myself on a weekly basis from a physical standpoint to help maintain my health and fitness goals. So what I've learned throughout the years of, you know, having this lifestyle change and going on this journey is that it's not just one or the other, meaning it's not just going to the gym. It's not just eating healthy. For me, the best way that I can maintain a healthy lifestyle change is when both come into play. Because if I'm going to the gym, but I'm eating like shit, like it just doesn't balance out. You know, one does not exclude the other. Yes, it helps. And if you're going to eat like shit, then yeah, maybe going to the gym does help that. But like, the best thing you can do is have a balance of both. And we're going to get into balance in a second. So again, hold that. Here is something that's very, very important for me to say. I am not going to sit here and tell you not to snack, not to indulge, not to have wine, not to have a margarita, not to have ice cream. Like that will never be me. Like you will never catch me saying any of those things. And that's why I think balance is so key. And again, finding that middle ground is so key because truthfully and honestly, I talked about this with my life coach like last year. I was like, if I can't have ice cream, like if I can't have wine, then like none of this shit is worth it. Like I don't like life is not worth living to me if I cannot enjoy a dessert every once in a while, if I cannot have a relaxing glass of wine every once in a while, you know, it's just not worth it to me. So you will never catch me telling you not to indulge because I think that that's what life is all about. But I also think life is about finding balance. And for me, the mindset that I try to follow is an 80-20 balance. So 80% of the time I like to 
be on my health grind. I like to eat really healthy, you know, lots of protein, vegetables, whatever. But then there's that 20% of the time where I'm going to allow myself to indulge. I'm going to allow myself to have that glass of wine. I'm going to allow myself to have a piece of cake if I want a piece of cake. Have a cookie if I want a freaking cookie. I'm going to do it and that's okay. And I'm not going to feel guilt or shame because of it. And that's something that was really key too, because in the past I would have felt so much guilt, so much shame for having ice cream. Like I remember last year I was really, really, you know, hyper-focused on, you know, my health and my wellness journey. And it was, it was getting a little bit too extreme. And I remember I really wanted ice cream this one night and I called my mom and I was so anxious about it because I was like, I want ice cream, but like, I just, I don't know what to do. And I was almost looking for like approval and like acceptance over it, which is like its own issue. But she was like, Savannah, just have the fucking ice cream. Like it's not that big of a deal. And I was like, you know what? You're right. So I ordered the ice cream and guess what? I was okay afterwards. Have the freaking ice cream. It's okay. You know, balance, balance is key. So if you can find whatever balance that looks like for you, because again, this is all going to be very individual. This whole lifestyle, you know, journey, this whole health and wellness journey is going to be very individual to you. So whatever that balance looks like for you, cool, do it. Another really important thing to remember here is that your body and you are on the same team. You both have the same goal. You and your body both want you to be the happiest, healthiest versions of yourself. So with that in mind, it is a little bit easier to be gentler with yourself and to give yourself a little bit more grace when it comes to the overall mindset of this change that you're making. And I think a lot of us have a hard time with being overly hypercritical on ourselves. But when you accept the fact that you and your body are on the same team, you both have the same goal, it definitely makes it a little bit easier not to be so hard on yourself. At least that's what I've found. Now in this, it's also important to remember that your body works for you. You know, your body works for you and you need to give it the fuel it needs to run properly. And that's where the importance of eating good comes into play. So what does that look like for me? When it comes to food, the most important thing that I have learned to fuel my body with is protein. I like to eat a lot of protein. I like to eat ground turkey. We eat a lot of salmon in this house. We eat so much salmon. We probably eat salmon like two or three times a week. We also eat a lot of chicken, a lot of vegetables, broccoli, and Brussels sprouts are the ones that we eat the most. One of these I'm going to have Hayden show you guys his recipe for all of this stuff because again, he is the chef in this family and it is absolutely amazing what he does. I'm like shocked because I used to never like any of these things and now I'm like obsessed with them. Anyways, so those are the key things that I like to fuel my body with because I know they make me feel good. It's good for my body and that is really important to me. Now, something that I try to cut out is pointless snacking. Again, I am a huge snacker. I love to snack. I love snacking so much, but typically I will always snack on things that I should not be snacking on, like M&Ms or any any sort of candy like I am all in. That's why like the holidays are so dangerous for me, especially Halloween. Oh my god, I love candy. Um, but I'm always snacking on candy or, you know, any sort of just little sweet treat or like a cookie or whatever it is, like always overly snacking when I don't need to. It's like aimless snacking because a lot of the time I'm not even hungry. If I'm hungry, it's a different story. But if I'm not hungry and I'm just like sitting there aimlessly snacking on cookies and stuff like that, like that, it's just not necessary. And it's also not good for me because I just feel shitty at the end of it. So I like to have high protein meals that make me feel full and satisfied until I have the next one. So a high protein breakfast that holds me over until lunch and then lunch until dinner. And again, in between there, I definitely will have something like I'll have like a protein shake or a protein bar or, you know, 
I'll snack on like bell peppers. I love to cut up bell peppers and just like snack on those. I think those are so good. So if I do want to snack, I just try to make sure it's healthier. Again, it's not always going to be, and that's okay. But I do try again for that 80-20 balance. Another really big thing to remember in all of this and something that I really like to emphasize on is that goals are super important. I am someone that thinks it's incredibly important to have goals. Again, maybe that's a type A, maybe that's a Capricorn in me, or maybe it's just how it should be. I don't know, (laughs) but I do think that goals are so important and that goal can look like whatever you want it to. It is specifically curated for you. And that is what's so great about goals is because it's yours. It's just your goal. Your goal can be whatever you want it to be. But I think goals are so important because it gives structure. And with that structure, it makes it easier when it comes to the consistency, when it comes to self-discipline, all of those things that we were just talking about. So whether that goal is to go on a 15 to 30 minute walk a day, you know, or to take 15 minutes of the day and do stretching, you know, or to finally go to the gym or go to the gym twice, like whatever that looks like. And you can build it up because over time you're going to hit that goal and then you're going to be like, okay, what's my next goal? So you're always going to be reaching for different goals. And I just really think that this helps, like having set goals for yourself really helps when it comes to the structure of this healthy lifestyle change. And I think it helps keep you accountable. And I think it just helps with that self-discipline and consistency. So for me, this is what that looks like as far as exercise goes. So this is okay. Let me just explain. I have a personal trainer. I have a trainer that I see twice a week. I see this trainer on Mondays and I see this trainer on Thursdays. It's an in-person personal trainer. Um, I will say as much as I love it, I, I really, really do. I know a lot of people aren't going to want to, you know, spend the money, spend the time, whatever it is. There are so many different ways to navigate going to the gym outside of that, obviously, because I know a lot of us are like, oh, well, I want to go to the gym and I just don't even know where to start. I don't even know what to do. And that's what I was like. I was like that. And then I got my trainer. And what I will say is if the trainer's not in the cards for you and you want to go a different route, there are so many different videos on YouTube that are free that you can look up. If you want to look up how to have a great arm day or a leg day or an app exercise, like there's so many different outlets out there that are free and are just, you know, knowledge on how to get some good exercise moves in and different sets and reps and things like that. So Yeah, I just wanted to put that out there because I know when you hear personal trainer, sometimes it can be off-putting. But anyways, I have mine and I love her and I go to her twice a week. I go Mondays and Thursdays and that is what I do for those days. Now, in between all the rest of the days, I like to go on at least one 30-minute walk a day or at least a walk a day for 30 minutes or at least 30 minutes. That's what I'm trying to say. I go on one walk a day for at least 30 minutes. So I like to take church on those walks too, just because it's a great way for both of us to get out of the house. And it honestly forces me to get out of the house because I know that I have to take church for a walk. So it's a little easier. So that is something that I like to do in between just as an everyday thing. Um, I also, on the days that I don't have my trainer, I will pretty much solely focus on cardio just because with my trainer, we do a lot of strength training, like heavy lifting, things like that. So I like to focus on cardio a little bit more on the days that I'm not with her. So I will go for a run. I will do um, just different cardio machines at the gym. I'll go to a separate gym sometimes um, and do a lot of cardio there and just different exercises that we don't do when I'm with her, like different machines that they have at the gym that I go to that they don't have when I'm with her. So I definitely like to switch it up a bit. But again, because we are very strength training focused, I like to do a lot of cardio when I'm not with her just to balance it out a little bit. Um, And I found a good routine that works for me. I would say all in all, I try to get into the gym four times a week. Um, I'm not someone who's like, I need to be in there every single day. It's just not realistic for me. It's just not. If I have the time to do it, then I make the time to do it. And that's another big thing. Sometimes you just have to make the time because again, it's easy to have that roadblock of like, 
oh, I don't have the time. No, we all have the time. We typically all have the time to do some sort of physical activity, you know, but we just have to be able to make the time. Now, when it comes to like specific exercises and stuff, I don't necessarily feel like I need to go into detail about that for several reasons. One, there are so many fitness influencers out there that can give you a million more tips than I will um, or that I ever could and that you would ever want. Like you don't want that for me, trust me. Um, and I also think it's really important to remember that everyone's body reacts very differently to different things and for to different workouts. So I think it's really important if you're just kind of like getting into this journey and just trying to figure out what works for you to try different things. You know, let's say you're not a gym person. You're like, Savannah, I absolutely fucking hate the gym and I don't want to go. Okay, I hear you. There are different ways that you can do it. There are different classes. You can go to a Pilates class. You can go to a hot yoga class or a regular yoga class. You know, you can do an F45 class. You can do different, um, just different class, like a Zumba class. Like there's so many classes out there that you can take if you don't want to like just go to the actual gym itself. And I hear you because I oftentimes don't want to go to the gym either. So I don't blame you. But I do think it's important to try different things and see what works for you. And what's great is that a lot of places when you go and you sign up and you like get into it and you say you want to take a class, a cycling, that's another one. I'm just thinking of different classes right now. Cycling is another great thing you can do. When you go and you take a lot of these classes, a lot of times they'll let you take the first one for free or they'll have some sort of promo that you can do. So I think that that's just something to keep in mind too, is you can try different things and then see what you like. Another thing that I like to do that's not necessarily fitness related, but is related in the sense of like the wellness category is personally, I like to go in sauna once a week. Um, I know that some people don't like to, and that's, I get it. I don't like being very hot either. I would rather be in an ice box than be sweating, but I also, I do like to go. It's just good for inflammation. It's good for all of those types of things. It does have a lot of benefits to it. So I like to go once a week and that is something that I also add into my routine. So all in all, what my weekly fitness and wellness journey looks like is I will do a walk every day. I'll try and hit the gym four times a week and I will go to the sauna once a week as well. So that's what that looks like. All in all, before we get into your guys's questions, because I don't even think I mentioned that, I do have some stuff that you guys have said that we're gonna go over. What you need to be able to convince yourself is that you are so beyond capable of attaining any goal that you set your mind to. Nothing is out of your reach, nothing is unattainable, and you deserve to be able to achieve those goals and prove to yourself that you are capable of hard things. You know, the fitness journey, the wellness journey, all of that, it's not necessarily an easy journey by any means. It takes time, it takes consistency it takes dedication but if you're willing to put in the work to achieve it the reward that you are going to get is going to make it all worth it so just keep that in mind but with that being said let's go through some of the stuff that you guys had to ask so again if you are not following the my thoughts exactly instagram page what are we doing um go follow it so you can always keep up and you can be a part of the q a's that we do so let's get into it. Okay. Dun, 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 dun. All right. Hey, Sav, I am always super busy. Do you have any tips for a good 10 minute workout? For me personally, when I like to do little short workouts like that, like if I'm like, okay, I just, I have a pinch of time. I just want to do something very quick. I will always go onto YouTube and I will find a 10 minute workout. So there are so many good ones out there. So many great professionals out there that will give you really great workouts in a short period of time. Like we are in the day and age where you can go on and you can find a five minute ab workout or a 10 minute leg workout. Personally for me in a short pinch, I like to do jump squats. That's like one of the big things that I love. I hate them, but I love them. We're working on it. And I also like to do abs. Like if I'm in a short time crunch like that, that's what I'll like to do. I like to do that. I'll either do like abs and jump squats. I know very random, but like jump squats just make me feel like I'm like, they just get my heart rate up. I just like them. Um, but I'll do abs and jump squats or I will go on a run. Like I'll do like a five minute run 
and that makes me feel like I've worked out too. I don't know, but I do recommend going on YouTube. That would be like my number one recommendation. Like that's just what I like to do, but go onto YouTube and find someone that you really like and you click with and just look at their workouts and be, and just follow along while you're going through it. Okay, next one, how to start losing weight and staying consistent with it when you've failed before. Consistency is key, as we have said, but how do you maintain that consistency? That is a really important question because, again, we can sit here and just like say, you know, be consistent, but doing it is much different, obviously. And I think what this requires is just an introspective, you know, look into yourself and a conversation with yourself and just talk about what your goals are, write them down. You know, if you, whatever your goal is, write out what you want, write out what the end goal is, right? What the very end goal is, and then figure out what it's going to take to get to that goal. And then through doing that, you're going to be able to create a schedule. And when you create a schedule, that's going to hold you accountable. And when you're holding yourself accountable, it's a lot easier to maintain that consistency because you know what you're going to have to do. It's not like, you know, you're going to wake up tomorrow and be like, oh, should I work out today? I don't know if I'm going to work out today. It's like, no, you're going to have your days, right? You're going to have, okay, like Tuesday, Thursday, those are your days. And those are the days that you're going to work out. And then once we do the Tuesday, Thursday for a while, then we can add in Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, you know, or, you know, let's say you have a really busy work life and you don't want to do it on the weekdays, then we can do Saturday, Sunday, like things like that. But just being able to set up a structured schedule for yourself is going to be very, very crucial in maintaining that consistency because you're taking away the thinking part of it, right? Once we take away the thinking part, all we have to do is go there and do it like that is a lot easier. You know, we don't have to think about, oh, what are our days? What are we going to do? It's like set up days and set up what you're going to do in those days. Set up the time that you're going to do it and just start holding yourself accountable and think about those goals. Every time you're sitting there and you're like, I don't want to do it. Just think about the end goal. Think about the end goal. Think about that. If you go, you're one step closer. You're one step closer to getting that end goal. And it is attainable. It is attainable. And even though it's hard, it's going to be so worth it in the end. And don't let past failures scare you. You know, it's okay. It's okay that it didn't work out the first time. It's okay that it didn't work out the second time. But set up goals for yourself that you know you're going to be able to maintain. That's what's going to be really important. Is intermittent fasting actually good for you? Okay, so what intermittent fasting is, is basically where you stick to only eating between a certain time period of the day. So if you tell yourself, okay, every day I'm only going to eat between the hours of 11 and 7 p.m. The hours after that, so from 7 p.m. to 11 a.m the next day your body would just be you well first of all you wouldn't be eating and your body would be digesting the food that you had eaten previously I will say everyone has had very different experiences with intermittent fasting I absolutely love it I have loved intermittent fasting during the times that I've tried it and your body just come becomes accustomed to the schedule that you set for yourself you know and don't do anything that's going to be unattainable to you you know you can start broad and narrow your way down over time if that's something that you want but for me intermittent fasting was incredible incredibly beneficial. And I honestly found that it was the quickest way for me to slim down. You know, I was seeing that by giving myself the opportunity to fully digest everything that I had eaten the day before and to fully process everything, it was really helping me in the long run. And so I definitely think personally that intermittent fasting is great. Again, I know everyone has their different experiences with it and don't just do it because I said so, but I have had really great experiences with it. Okay. Next one. What are some things that you do to make yourself feel beautiful and confident? Okay, so personally, when I am taking care of myself, when I know that I am fueling my body right, when I am, you know, giving it the nutrients that it needs, when I am working out regularly and I'm on a proper schedule, so essentially just when I know that I'm taking care of myself, that is when I feel the most confident because I'm showing up for myself and in turn, it gives me that confidence. I mean, on other, just like other things that I like to do, when I have a spray tan, I feel super confident and I feel my best. Um, when I, you know, do my everything shower, that is something that helps me feel super confident just because I feel like 
perfectly, you know, squeaky clean. I do the face masks, the skincare, all of it. Just whenever I can show myself that extra bit of self-care, um, that's when I feel the most beautiful and confident in myself. But in terms of the health and wellness stuff, yeah, I mean, it's when I'm taking care of myself. It is when that I, it's when I know that I am fueling and I am focusing and prioritizing my health because that's something that's important to me. And when something is important to you, you're going to prioritize it. So that is something that I always remind myself. How do you fight the urge to not compare yourself to others? Okay. So again, I talked about that in the very beginning, how I always did. I especially compared myself to my sisters. Um, and also just in this day and age of social media, I think it's so easy to compare yourself to everyone. With that being said, and just in the umbrella of insecurity, because I feel like when we compare ourselves, we often are feeling some sort of insecurity. But when it comes to the insecurity, the one thing that has always helped me when I'm feeling insecure, the one thing that has always helped me when I'm comparing myself is that, and this is gonna sound so tacky, but I used to say it all the time and it still rings true, is that there is only one you and that is your power. And I still believe that to this day. There is no one else in this world that is like you. And I think that that is something that is so incredibly crucial and just powerful when you really think about it. And that is what really helps me when it comes to the comparison, because I can sit here and I can say, oh, well, I want to look like her. I want to look like her. I want to, you know, I like this about her and not about me. Like, I think it's really easy to have those types of conversations. But when you switch that and you switch the narrative to, you know, no one else is me. There's not one person on this earth that is you. And I think that that is an incredibly powerful thing. And just when I get into that mindset, it makes me stop with the comparisons. And comparisons are really always going to be there. But when you remind yourself that there is only one you and you really hyper-focus on that instead, it's easier to push those comparisons to the side. Now, something else that I think is really important when it comes to insecurities is reminding yourself that you are not your insecurities. Everyone is insecure. Every single person, even the person you don't think is insecure it's insecure about something and I think it's really important to remember that we are all human we're all going to be insecure about something but we don't need to let those insecurities define us I think so often because when people are insecure you know I've had my moments I, I'm always insecure about something you know it's just it's human I feel like and in those moments what I've had to remember and I got this from a Leo Skeppy podcast a while back where he said no one is looking at your insecurities you know when you first meet someone their eyes are not going to your insecurities the way that yours do. They are just looking at you as a whole package. And when he said that, it just rung so true because I can't even tell you guys how many times I've met people and been like, oh, or, you know, how does my stomach look or my arms looking okay, whatever. And it's just, no one is thinking about that. No one is thinking about that. Luckily, we live in a very self-absorbed world where everyone is so focused on themselves that no one is out there trying to pinpoint your insecurities. So don't even think like that. It's just a waste of time. Hey, Sab, what is your supplement routine? Okay, I actually have a couple to show you guys. <laughs> um, so for me personally, I like to take a combination of a different couple supplements. Again, everyone's body is different. Do not just take these because I am saying it. Do your own research, figure out what works for you. Um, talk to your doctor. Uh, but for me, every day I like to take a vitamin D supplement. I like to take a probiotic. I like to take an omega. And I like to, I'm going to show you in a second what else I do. Um, but I also, there's one more. What is it? Oh, it's a vitamin B. I like to take a vitamin B. Okay, so the first one is my super greens that I like to take, and I like to just put this in water. I do do a pretty good job of vegetables and stuff like that, but honestly, I could do a way better job. So having some sort of super greens is just a great way for me to get in those nutrients, and I like this one. It's just called Enzo. I'll have it in my Amazon storefront. I actually just put it in a vlog, so I'll have the link to it there if you want to find it, um, but it's just, this is what it looks like. It's just the Enzo super foods and I put this in water every day and it's great for digestion, immunity, energy, and it has like a whole laundry list of good stuff in here, like good vegetable powder, like stuff like that. It's also all natural with organic superfoods. It's vegan, non-GMO, 
what was that? That was not a word. Non-GMO, soy-free, gluten-free, dairy-free, caffeine-free, no added sugars, artificial flavors, all that stuff. So this is what I use. There are so many different powders out there like this. This is just the one that I like. It tastes kind of like minty to me, and so it's kind of refreshing. So that's what I like. If you're someone who hates powders and you're like, Savannah, that's disgusting. I don't want to drink it. Um, this is also another thing that I love. I love the brand Symbiotica. It's probably one of my favorite brands. It is a little bit more on the pricey side, but if this is something that you are really invested in, then it works out in your favor. Um, so this is their Super Greens. It has chlorophyll in it. And basically um, it has alfalfa, spinach, oat grass, broccoli, spirulina, and kale, which the uh, powder also does. Um, but this is just like in a little packet and it's, you just, it kind of looks like what you give little kids, like those little like um, juice packet things. Um, and you can just ingest it this way. So if you don't like the powder and you just want something quick and easy, this is great too. And then I don't know if this would count as a supplement, but as far as protein powders, because I love doing like protein shakes and things like that, um, Aura is my favorite. That my Favorite one of theirs is called So Lean and So Clean. It's like this vanilla chai protein powder that has no sugar in it. And that's my favorite. I'm actually out of it right now. I'm waiting for my new one to come in. So I can't show you that, but that is definitely my favorite. So those are just like what I take. But again, just do your own research, please. Um, okay, next one. How to deal with a bad body image day. How to have more confidence when you feel like that. Okay, here's what I think we all need to remember is that sadly bad body image days are kind of inevitable i think that everyone has bad body image days i feel like sometimes i have more bad body image days than good body image days but i think that you just have to remember and this is just what helps me is like it's it's a passing feeling like it's just you just have to kind of like let it happen and then move on with it. And I know that's not really good advice. Like I wish I had the magical potion answer for that question, but I really don't. Like, you know, when I deal with it, I just, you know, I wake up, I'm like, okay, I'm not having the best body day, but what can I do to make myself feel better? Can I go to the gym? That will probably make me feel better just mentally, physically, whatever, just feeling like I'm doing something for my body. Can I go for a run? Yeah, I can do that. Can I go to the sauna? Yeah. Can I take an everything shower? Yeah. Can I, you know, just romanticize the little things a little bit more and just, I, on those days specifically, I like to prioritize my health and fitness a little bit more because I know just mentally it'll make me feel better. But again, those days are just natural. They're going to happen. But when you have those days, just accepting it and understanding this feeling isn't going to last forever. Because what I think is so funny is we can have days where some days we're just like, oh, you know, I'm having a bad body image day. And then we can wake up like two days later and be like, I'm like, and just have a great body image day, essentially is what I'm trying to say. But on those days specifically, I like to prioritize my health and my fitness and do something where I'm getting my body moving, where I feel like I'm prioritizing my body and I'm not just feeding into it. I feel like that's probably the worst. One of the worst things you can do is just feed into it and, you know, just slump in that feeling. You know, I feel like in order to get out of that feeling, you have to do something about it. So that's what I would suggest. And also just give yourself a little bit of grace. What are some small ways to keep fit without the gym? Okay. Again, like I said, if you're not a gym girly and let's say you're not even a class girly, you're like, Savannah, I don't want to go to a class. Like I just, I don't want to deal with it. Again, my best piece of advice for you would be to grab a yoga mat or go buy one or don't even, you know, you can just do it on your floor, but the yoga mat might make it a little bit comfier and just start going onto YouTube and finding little, you know, exercises, little ab workouts, arm workouts. There are so many workouts online where you don't need equipment. It's all body weight. And just getting yourself moving is going to make you feel so much better. And again, it doesn't have to be like hour long workouts. You can do a 15 minute ab exercise. You can, you know, go for a run that doesn't require going to the gym. You can just go for a run or you can go for a walk, you know, little things like that, where over time, when you put in those little practices into play, it is going to make a difference overall. It's going to be better than if you didn't do anything at all. And along with that, just maintaining a healthy diet too is really important. So that is what I would suggest. But that is all for me today, you guys. I feel like I've been talking for forever right now. Um, we're going to end it right here. I hope this was somewhat helpful. Again, I don't know if I just like, if I helped you or, you know, again, this is all just so personal. It's just personal experience. It's personal experience 
uh, struggles, it's personal triumphs. It's just a little bit more vulnerable to talk about these things, especially because again, I am no professional by any means. I'm just sharing what works for me. So I hope at least something stuck. But again, that is all for me today. So thank you guys so much for tuning into another episode of My Thoughts Exactly. If you haven't already, make sure you go ahead and subscribe. That way you never miss an episode. We post weekly every Thursday and you're not gonna wanna miss it. I'll be back next week with a brand new one for you guys and I hope to see you there. Bye guys. Bye.